All right, it's the Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees suck again. They really do, and after an awful April and May and June and a beginning to July that wasn't any good, the Yankees turned it around. They were great from the second game of the doubleheader on July 4th against the Mets right through a little over a week ago. So for the majority of July, before the All-Star break, after the All-Star break, after the trade deadline, and for nearly all of August, the Yankees were the team we thought they'd be. A team that was expected to represent the American League in the World Series, the odds-on favorite to win the American League. That's what they looked like. And they looked like it because they went out, they changed their roster, they made additions, they balanced the lineup. Guys who had underachieved for the first three-plus months were starting to perform. They were playing a different brand of baseball with Glaber Torres out, with Gio Rochelle out, and Andrew Velazquez playing, and Tyler Wade playing, and them running, and Aaron Judge running. The defense was there. The starting pitching was there. The bullpen was shaky, but there on most nights. And you thought, this is the Yankees team. And if they continue to play this way, they will represent the American League in the World Series. Because for a time there, it looked like they could catch the Rays. They could win the AL East. They could get the best record in in the American League. They could have a bye to the ALDS. They could have home field advantage throughout the postseason. That's what it looked like for a while there. But now over these last nine games since the 13-game winning streak ended, you start to see the old Yankees, the Yankees of April and May and June and the beginning of July. A team that was a fucking disaster with bad leadership, a bad manager, Bad defense, a bad bullpen, an anemic offense, bad base running. That's the team that's back. And it makes you wonder, is that just the the Yankees? Did they just have a, a decent run there that was a mirage? Because it feels like that. It seems like that. When you go back and really dissect the 13-game winning streak, certainly there's an element of luck anytime a baseball team wins 13 straight games. A huge element of luck. And you look at all the one-run games they had, all the come-from-behind wins they had, Raldis Chapman getting saved by other guys in the bullpen with much lesser roles, all the things that had to go right for them to win 13 straight to get them back in the postseason picture, to get them to pass the Red Sox, to pass the A's, to take hold of the first wildcard berth, and that's all gone. They've lost seven out of nine games here. Starting with the back-to-back losses in Oakland, they went to Anaheim, lost the first two games of that series to the Angels, who are fucking awful, who don't have Mike Trout, who don't have Anthony Rendon, who didn't pitch Shohei Otani in that series because he had been hit on the hand prior to it. A team with nothing to play for. An Angels team that, after the Orioles had lost 19 straight, then lost two in a row to the Orioles. The worst team in baseball. The Angels couldn't beat them. And then the Yankees couldn't beat the Angels. So they lose four straight there. They end up winning the final game in Anaheim because Garrett Cole has a a, a career-type performance with 15 strikeouts. Then they go home to play the Orioles. And everyone beats the Orioles. They came into the series 50 games under 500. 50 games under 500. They hadn't beaten anyone except the Angels. For a month, going back to August 2nd, they beat the Yankees, an embarrassing loss for the Yankees, then they lost 19 straight, then they beat the Angels back-to-back games, and they just lost another bunch of games. 
and the Yankees in that one on Friday night have to get a miracle win in extra innings, eke out a win against an Orioles team with nothing to play for. You think the Angels have nothing to play for. The Orioles haven't had anything to play for since the second week of the season. And the Yankees blew a 2-0 lead in that. They nearly lost in the 10th, had to come back, score in the 10th, then they had to win it in the 11th. Then on Saturday, after eking out a win against the Orioles, a team that was now 51 games under 500, 51 games under 500, the Yankees come out on Saturday and lose 4-3. to And it was another fucking disaster lineup from Aaron Boone in that one. Got to get Brett Gardner in there. He has to. He has to get him in there. And not only does he have to get him in there, he has to bat him sixth. So bat him sixth. A day after, he had Gary Sanchez batting ninth. Gary Sanchez was the number three hitter on this team when their season turned around. And somehow he went from batting third to now batting fucking ninth. He was batting behind Rugnet Odor on Friday. He was batting behind Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres hasn't been good in two calendar years. And somehow he comes off the injured list, missing almost a month, and gets put in the seven spot. The other thing that Aaron Boone did to start the Orioles series was, all of a sudden, Joey Gallo is batting second. So when the Yankees were winning against everyone... Couldn't lose. They batted Anthony Rizzo second pretty much since his first weekend as a Yankee. In the first couple games when they had Rizzo and Gallo, they put Gallo second and Rizzo fourth. Then after that, it was Rizzo second. From August 2nd, the loss to Baltimore, all the way until September 1st. Then they had September 2nd off. Boone comes back with Gallo as the two-hitter. Joey Gallo has been awful as a Yankee. Offensively, defensively, he's been great. Made some awesome catches, catches you couldn't believe, great throws home. He's been great in the field. But that's not that's not what he's here for. You can find good fielders. Mike Talkman was a great fielder. He couldn't fucking hit. Joey Gallo is a great fielder who can't fucking hit as a Yankee. We hear about... Oh, how much he walks. He doesn't hit into double plays. Well, he hasn't walked. He hits into double plays all the time. He has six home runs, yeah. He's batting 130 with a 291 on base. But that didn't stop Aaron Boone from putting him second. And I guarantee you Aaron Boone put him second because he thought if he batted ahead of Judge, he'd get better pitches to hit. And he has. He keeps getting middle-middle fastballs that he can't fucking make contact on. And so, as the number two hitter... He hasn't been doing well, and the Yankees haven't been doing well because he keeps coming up in huge spots, and he keeps failing. And now, late on Saturday, and the Yankees are losing 3 nothing. They're getting no hit by the Baltimore Orioles. No hit. <laughs> in the eighth inning, in the middle of a, of a fucking playoff race, they're getting no hit in the eighth inning by the Orioles. And then Joey Gallo hits a game-tying home run in the eighth. And you think, okay... That's what this team needed to win this game. Who cares? They eke out another win against the Orioles. It's a win. Here comes Joey Gallo. He's going to get hot. But that doesn't happen because the very next inning in a 3-3 game, Araldis Chapman comes in who couldn't be fucking worse. And, of course, they went down without a fight in the bottom of the ninth, so they lose. So now 
They've lost a game to the Orioles. One of their six remaining games entering the weekend against the Orioles, they blew it. A team that the Tampa Bay Rays went 18-1 and against this year. A team that the Blue Jays have beaten the shit out of. The Red Sox have beaten the shit out of. And the Yankees can't fucking beat them. And that takes us to Sunday. And oh my, what a fucking day that was. There's been a lot of bad losses this year. Heartbreaking, crushing defeats that the win probability was 99% for the Yankees and they've lost. Sunday's loss wasn't the worst loss from, I can't believe what just happened, but it was the worst loss from a, is this team fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me to lose a second game in a series to the Orioles, to lose a second consecutive game in a series to the Orioles, to lose a game in which you led 4-1 to in the second, 5-2 to in the fifth, 7-4 to after six. Get nine outs before you give up three runs, and the Yankees couldn't do that. And the only reason they scored in the game was Gary Sanchez, the number nine hitter, everyone. The fucking number nine hitter. Because Glaber had to bat seventh again. And Rugden Odor had to fucking play in bat eighth. And there's Gary Sanchez hitting a grand slam and adding another two-run home run. Two for four, two home runs, six RBIs from the fucking nine spot. But this game got out of hand and out of control the moment the Yankees started to fuck around in the bullpen. The moment they brought Andrew Heaney into this game, you knew shit was going to hit the fan. And in this game, Aaron Boone went to Andrew Heaney in the middle of a fucking playoff race with a lead. And then he ends up using Chad Green for two innings after that trailing. So he'd rather use Chad Green while he's losing than use Chad Green with a three-run lead because of the inning. He let the inning dictate who he's going to pitch. How are we still doing this, Booney? How are you still managing like this? How is it possible you're this fucking bad at your job? And I don't want to hear that Boone was ejected earlier in the game and Carlos Mendoza was making the decisions. If you believe that, you're a fucking idiot. Because Boone is making the decisions from the clubhouse. Someone's relaying the information to Mendoza. Mendoza has no say on what's going on. That's how baseball has always been. Even if you didn't realize that, The moves being made in the game are the exact types of moves Aaron Boone has made for now almost four years. You just need to know that in baseball, that's what happens. The manager gets kicked out. He's still fucking calling the shots. He's still calling the shots. It's his team. It's his game. Kicking a manager out is fucking pointless by an umpire because he's still managing the team. I would wish that they would kick Boone out of the game, make him leave the stadium and and leave any communication devices at the stadium. So he has to... You know, maybe he has to go sit outside the stadium until the game ends so he can't communicate with anyone. Because if he does, if they did that, they would have a better chance of winning. Chad Green was available for two innings in that game. How do I know that? Because he was used for two innings in the game. But Boone used him for two innings with the team fucking losing rather than when the game needed to be saved against the heart of the order of the Orioles. He'd rather use Andrew Heaney there against five consecutive right-handed batters when Andrew Heaney throws left-handed. Now, I'm not the biggest lefty-righty guy, but the Yankees are, and Aaron Boone is. So what the fuck went into that decision? If your whole thing, every decision you make is about matchups, what matchup there did you like? What did you like about Andrew Heaney, a left-handed pitcher, facing five Orioles right-handed batters? 
What did you like about Andrew Heaney being on a fucking major league roster? It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to score seven runs in a game against the Orioles and lose. And to lose that way. And to let that guy lose the game for you. Glaber Torres sucks at shortstop. He sucks. He's not going to be the shortstop anymore next year. That's We know that. We know that because the Yankees were trying to trade for a shortstop a month ago. A little over a month ago, they were like, we're, we don't want Glaber anymore. There's rumors they're after Trevor Story. Where was Trevor Story going to fucking play? Shortstop. And Glaber's bat is so awful that it doesn't even come close to making up for his defense. Since the end of 2019, Glaber Torres has nine home runs. Nine home runs in a full season. Almost a full, it's like almost 145 games, I think, of at bats. He has nine home runs. You want to talk about the Super Bowl, and yes, those 38 home runs weren't as real as other seasons because of the state of the baseball, but 38 to 9, the ball wasn't that fucked up. Glaber sucks, but it's not his fault that the Yankees keep playing him at shortstop. They keep putting him there. What is he going to do? You put him there, he's going to play there, just like Andrew Heaney. I'm not mad at Andrew Heaney that he sucks. He sucks. He didn't ask to get traded to the Yankees. He didn't get asked to blow games as a starter. Now he's blowing games in the bullpen. He didn't ask for that. But if the Yankees are going to pay him to be on the team and to put him in games and pitch, he's going to do it. Anyone would. It's not his fault. It's the Yankees' fault to keep putting him in these spots. And then after the game, Aaron Boone's covering for him, talking about how there was soft contact, and the next time he gets the ball, he'll have to make up for it. The next time he gets the ball... He better be wearing a fucking other uniform. How could you ever give this guy the ball again? How? He's had one good performance as a Yankee against the Red Sox a few weeks ago. That's it. That one good performance has bought him this much leash? It erased all the starts before it? It's erased all the (laughs) outings since? How is that possible? Some guys the Yankees give unlimited leash to unlimited there's there's both pitchers and batters who get this Andrew Heaney's one of those guys Gary Sanchez is not one of those guys he has a bad week he's fucking at the bottom of the order we saw it he's batting ninth the other day he's batting ninth behind Gardner and Torres and Odor but someone like Andrew Heaney who's done fucking nothing in his career continues to get chances Continues to start games, continues to come in, try to protect leads. What are you doing? The Yankees almost run their team and manage their team as if there's an indefinite amount of games in a season, and as the season as though the season will just continue until they are the best in the AL East. Well, they, this that would take maybe never. It's gonna take a thousand games to get there. Because it's taken 137 and they're nowhere fucking close to the Rays, eight games back. Because the Rays are fucking awesome. If you didn't see the Rays on Monday, they trailed the Red Sox and Chris Sale 7-1 to in Boston, and they won the game. Because that's what they do. They win. They rarely lose. And when they lose, they follow it up with a win. They're fucking good. They're really, really good. They're much better than this shit team. And if you thought the weekend was bad enough against the Orioles, then you got Monday's Labor Day performance. And if you missed the first 10 seconds of the game, well, Jamison Tyone put the Yankees behind 2-0 before you could fucking blink. 
home runs to Marcus Semien and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the first inning. Blue Jays tack on another late, and then they go to work on Brooks Krisky in the ninth, who <laughs> you have to tip your cap to Brooks, Brooks Krisky. For this guy to reach the major leagues, to collect major league salary, to get major league service time, hats off to him. Awesome job by Brooks Krisky. Because he has no fucking ability. He's maybe the worst pitcher I've ever seen put on a Yankees uniform. Brooks Krisky as a Yankee now in his career, 11 and a third innings, 15 hits, 20 runs, 19 earned runs, 13 walks, 15 strikeouts. He has put on 29 base runners in 11 and a third innings as a Yankee. And he has the famous four wild pitch inning against Boston to lose that game earlier this season. He's fucking terrible. And it's not like he's he's a young kid who they're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, he's a future piece. He's 27 years old. He's going to be 28 by spring training next year. And the Yankees kept him on the 40-man roster along with Nick Nelson. They let Garrett Whitlock fucking leave via the Rule 5 draft to Boston. Didn't protect him, but protected Brooks Krisky. And it's not as though Brooks Krisky was any fucking good last year either when he pitched three and two-thirds innings and walked seven guys and allowed six earned runs in those three and two-thirds innings. I mean, this guy in 11 and a third career innings has put 29 runners on base, allowed six home runs, 13 walks, seven wild pitches. It's a joke line. It's a joke line. It's honestly unbelievable that he could even be on the roster and continue to pitch in these games. And you would think that Boone would go to someone else there. It's 3 nothing. Yes, you're probably not going to score in the ninth because your offense sucks, but at least keep it close. At least make it so, you know, you get a couple guys on, you have a crack at tie in the game. It happens. Teams blow multi-run leads in the ninth inning every day. The Yankees should know. They've done it plenty of times this season. But to go to Brooks Krisky there and to just let him just make the game a laugher is unbelievable. It is. It's sad, but it's unbelievable that they would do that. The Yankees are in a lot of fucking trouble here because the standings are are, are getting really fucking tight. They have a two-game lost column lead on the Red Sox right now, and then they have a three-game lost column lead on the Blue Jays, and then a four-game lost column lead on the Mariners and the A's. So there's five teams right now for two spots. The Yankees hold the first spot but it is slipping away and they still play the Orioles. They still play the Blue Jays three more times this week and another three times. So they have six games of their 25 left against the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are in a great spot because they have 26 games left. Six of them are against the Yankees who they're chasing. They have seven games left against the Orioles. You cannot expect them to lose one of those games. That's how bad the Orioles are. They will. You have to write down 7-0. So now the Blue Jays, who have 74 wins, are at 81 just by virtue of playing the Orioles. 13 of their remaining 26 games are against the Yankees, and who they're chasing, and the Orioles. They are set up here. And they're a good fucking team. They have a plus 136 run differential. And somehow they're not even in the playoffs. 
They have the same run differential as the White Sox, who only play bad teams. The Blue Jays are really good, and they scare me a hell of a lot more than the Red Sox do. Because the Red Sox really suck. They really do. They're fucking awful. And I'm not worried about the Red Sox catching, jumping the Yankees. I'm worried about the Blue Jays doing that. And the Yankees got lucky that Robbie Ray pitched on Sunday, and they're not going to see him here. But they are going to see good starting pitching. They're going to they saw Hinjin Ryu who shut him down. Now they're going to see Steven Matz who shut them down earlier this season. They're going to see Alec Manoa who made his major league debut against the Yankees earlier in the season and shut him down. And then they're going to see Jose Barrios, who's a hard throwing righty who has given the Yankees trouble in the past, and a hard throwing righty against this lineup is a recipe for success for the opponent. I really don't know that the Yankees are going to make the playoffs at this point. I, I'm very worried. Because there's 25 games left, and they don't seem to fucking care. They keep playing Brett Gardner every day. They keep sitting Luke Voigt. They're batting Gary Sanchez ninth. They're letting Andrew Heaney pitch beginnings. They're batting Glaber Torres seventh. They're letting him play shortstop. Gio Urshela, they, they still treat like it's two years ago. He can't fucking hit anymore. Joey Gallo's batting second. Can't make contact. Things are bad right now. And the only time things are really good is when Garrett Cole pitches. And thankfully he pitches on Tuesday. But they're not that great because the Yankees are barely over 500 when he pitches. It's the one game this week the Yankees have the edge in starting pitching against the Blue Jays. The other games, they're going to need some help. They're going to need their offense to help them out. And the offense has gone and disappeared again. And that's what this Yankees offense has a history of doing. Big games, big moments. When they're needed, they fucking disappear. And the fact they're doing it now just shows you what you can expect in October. And in October, if they get to the one-game playoff and they somehow win it, they're going to have to go to Tampa and they're going to have to be without Cole. And like, what do you expect in that situation? It would be a miracle to get past the ALDS. And then you're likely going to see the Astros again, who fucking own the Yankees. It's just, this season is turning to shit really fast. And that feeling you had for six plus weeks when it was like, the Yankees are going to win tonight. They're going to win tonight. That feeling is long gone. I'm back to where I was early in the season. I expect them to lose every night. And even if they have a lead, I expect the bullpen to blow it now. Because with Zach Britton gone, and Darren O'Day gone, and now Jonathan Lewisig is out, you're leaving Chad Green, who's been horrible in big moments, Wandy Peralta, who's, you know, gets by on miracles sometimes, Joely Rodriguez, who doesn't always know where the ball is going, Clay Holmes, who's actually, I think, the best reliever on the team right now, and Araldis Chapman, who couldn't be less trustworthy. He's maybe the least trustworthy reliever I've ever seen in a Yankees uniform, just because of his reputation, his salary, his ability when he's going well, and the fact that he's always going to pitch in big moments. It's not like they're going to let him pitch the fifth or sixth inning, figure it out. He's going to pitch in big moments in the ninth inning. And he's not any good, so that's a big problem. So the Yankees are in a fucking, they're in a, they're in a situation here, a bad one. They've lost seven of nine. They've lost three in a row. 
just dropped a series to the Orioles, got humiliated by the Blue Jays, who just beat the shit out of the A's over the weekend, swept them. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild three plus weeks here, and if the Yankees are somehow able to survive this and, and still be standing to play on Tuesday, October fifth, in the one game playoff, well, the, the, your expectations will be gone at that point because you're playing one game for your season, and there's not much of expectations left with this team anyway. My expectation is that Aaron Boone has 25 regular season games left to his contract. Anything after that he gets is a bonus. And unless this team makes the World Series, he cannot come back. He cannot. He's managing this team like it's fucking March. And the games don't matter. And it's September 7th and there's 25 games left. And he's fucking making choices and decisions that have no logic, rationale, data, or reasoning behind. He cannot come back next year. Barring getting to the World Series, which I think the only way they'd get there is if they just slug their way there. Because if he needs to put his hands on close games in the playoffs, he'll ruin them. And teams don't just slug their way to the World Series. You ha- you you get there by winning close games. So I don't know how they get there. I don't know how they could win it. I, re- I really don't. Where I was 10 days ago with this team and where I am now, I can't believe how far they've fallen and how they've gone backwards. They didn't seem possible, but it, it is because it happened. So Yankees, Blue Jays, three games left in this series, six games left head-to-head against each other. They're all fucking big because the Blue Jays are right there now. Three back in the loss column could be fucking tied by the end of the series on Thursday if things really go badly. That's not good. Nothing is good right now for the Yankees. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Blue Jays again on Tuesday night. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.